as always. And with me again this week, we've got Explicit. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? So this week, we've got a really interesting uh, podcast for you. We're going to be discussing the Salem Witch Trials on this episode. That's going to be how interesting. It is, isn't it? And as a fellow witch, this is definitely something that resonates with me and i know that any other witches and warlocks out there and even just regular old muggles sitting out there are gonna um be interested in this story because i mean it's it's morbid it's just so unfair and wrong that that all of this was done but uh before we do that we do have a few special announcements so first off this sunday Witchy Weed Podcast is going to be having its first ever exclusive, and it's going to be on Discord. So you want to definitely look up our Discord uh, server under Witchy Weed Podcast, because we will be discussing the morbid, extremely morbid case of Carl Van Kossel, the Key West doctor that was known for actually stealing the remains of a young lady a patient that had died um that he knew at the hospital he worked at and um he kept her in his home for seven years yeah that's not creepy at all oh not at all i mean you know that's that's typical bedside manner for a doctor yeah practically <laughs> but you definitely want to hear about the things he did uh to preserve her body for seven years the reasons why he did it i mean there's a lot of incredibly creepy details to this story that you're mm. definitely not going to want to miss. So this is Sunday night at 8 o'clock. We're going to have, like I said, our first ever live exclusive. So you definitely want to join us for that. If you don't have Discord, you better get it by Sunday because this shit going to be litty like a titty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but before we start, and as always... We gotta get prepared for this discussion, right, Explicit? Absolutely. So you know what that means, guys. Smoke it if you got it. It's time to get lit. So let's do this. You know, what, you mentioned that that entire um topic to me, and I gotta say, I actually don't know about that. Call that castle? I never heard <coughs> of that, to be honest. And the thing is, I, I listen to so many like morbid cases and. That, that's like one of those things I actually genuinely not heard, so oh. I'm probably not going to know at all. And when you explain it, it's definitely going to be very trippy to hear. I'll tell you what, the first time I heard about it, here's your turn. First time I heard about it, I was creeped the fuck out because, and I'm not going to spoil anything because I want to let you guys know what happens in the, in the exclusive, but the details surrounding that case are just fucking disgusting and inventive but in the most morbid way i mean it's just wow if this doctor would have used his skills for good he could have cured cancer damn <laughs> my turn and instead he just decided to go up ahead and then just like make a white like a fucking like a, a preservative like, corpse or some shit like preserved corpse his own mummy of this poor young woman that he would come home to and Basically, put it this way in your head. Hi, honey. Work was great. What's for dinner? <laughs> for fuck's sake. Hey, that's a morbidly twisted mind, so it's definitely going to be a treat to discuss oh. that morbid case. <laughs> to those that know it, hey, it's it's a refresher course of sorts. Yeah. To those that don't, you don't want to miss this. Yeah. You really don't want to miss this. This is some, some shit that... You'll, you'll see it in a movie and be like, yeah, they took it too far. That that wouldn't really happen. Yeah, it did. It did happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but back to the topic of today's discussion. Well, to be honest, already with the shit that we know about Dahmer and Richard Ramirez, it's kind of something you would expect out of a movie, but no. Motherfucker actually happened. You know? <laughs> like shit. Exactly. It's, at this point, I wouldn't even fucking doubt it if what the shit you tell me at the exclusive is going to be like extremely bad or whatever. At least this guy wasn't movie. a serial killer. He just... Did some shit. He was like, seriously twisted. Seriously. Therapy. That's what he Therapy. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> but, um... So... So today's topic... Yes. Going back to that, is the Salem Witch Trials. The Salem Witch Trials. That's crazy. Now, before I start in the whole discussion of it, 
Did you know that witches in Salem weren't actually burned at the stake, as many people claimed to say? They were hung, right? They were hung. They were hung. I fucking knew it. Hung from a tree, basically right in the middle of, of like their busiest street, you could say. You know? I wonder what street that is. I forgot the name of the street. Well, maybe we could uh, discuss it later on in the show. Because we are going to have a special guest speaker. Oh, really? Yes. Um, oh, shit. He goes online by the name of Mr. Dean Winchester. Mr. I love, I love that username. I, I love, love it. that name. I love it. I love it. I'm telling I, you. I, of course, <laughs> love that name. Jensen Ackles is such a cutie. And the show is just amazeballs. So, just, of course. His character is such a mood, honestly. I, could, I love him. I just I love, love seeing him, to be honest. I love him. I mean, to be honest, I don't like talking about this, but I have a tattoo. You know what tattoo I'm talking about, right? Yes, I, I do. It's the, the, the little... Star the hit the, the anti Sam and possession. Dean. Yeah, the anti-possession. The same thing. one that Sam and Dean have on their chest, you've yes. got it on yours. Yeah, because I that's, actually, that shit's badass, honestly. Yeah, I actually got this with my with my best friend. Oh really? So, yeah, since we we known each other for almost like seven years now. And he's like the the like the closest person I can ever call friend. I never had friends growing up, so he's like that. Aww. Friend. That's he's sweet. That friend, you know. He's that brother to Absolutely. you, the brother from another Not, yeah, brother. Yeah, at this point, we don't even consider ourselves as best friends. We just consider ourselves like family, like kind of like. That's amazing. Sense. So we both decided to get this tattoo, and I can't tell you how much I scream like a bitch to this shit. I bet. It, it hurts, bet. man. It gets like the the to the you're like around the chest bone and whatnot, and that's the part that hurts the most. You just feel like it's being inscribed into your bone. And shit. Mm. Damn. Wow. Well, tattoo artist, we could sponsor. <laughs> but, um, so the Salem Witch Trials actually took place in colonial Massachusetts in 1692 and 1693, mm-hmm. when people living in and around the town of Salem were accused of practicing witchcraft or dealing with the devil. The accusations were initially made by two young girls in the early part of the year. Right. And how fucked up is that? They're going to base a whole trial where they're going to hang people based on the accusations of two little girls. Probably don't even know any better. By May, William Phipps had been named governor of the colony and a new charter had been implemented. You said William Phipps or Flips? Phipps. Phipps. Uh, He was flipping out on this shit, but (laughs) his name is Phipps. That's such a weird name. It suits him. He's a weird asshole. But initially, Phipps responded to the accusations by setting up a special court. The court of Oyer and Terminer. That's what it was called. And they would hear the cases and determine the fate of the accused. They're told the, they have to basically give them judgment. And basically sentence them to death. Not basically. No, that's exactly what they did. On the spot. On the spot. No... Jury, no, you know, here's here's no, hard proof. evidence. Yes. No, the, some yes. of the tests that they did to conduct on the people to determine that they were witches is bullshit. I, I mean, mean... Back in the medieval times, you know how they actually used to tell someone was, quote-unquote, allegedly a witch? How? So they would have, like, this kind of crane that they would make with a cage and a chair. And this simple, if the witch was to actually not be able to go upwards and breathe for her life, then she's a witch. But the thing that the people don't know is Nobody your hands are tied up. Your feet are also tied up. How the fuck are you supposed to swim up? So anybody that gets put into that test they will die. is essentially going to die. And, and they're going to be like, I told you she was a witch. Yes, pretty much. Uh, really? That's yeah. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I'm telling you that the test that they would use. I even heard uh, in, in another podcast about this uh, topic. Because, yes, I did my research. Mm. Um, the other podcast... Uh, said that even if they had like, let's say a birthmark or something, or a pimple of any kind, of any kind, they would say that was the mark of a witch. So you know we would have all been witches, especially during puberty. Yeah, definitely, because puberty is such a bad thing, right? Right, and I mean most of us have a, t- a birthmark of some sort. Yeah. So that would have automatically. I mean, it even went as far as if you spoke to loudly if you um if you dressed a certain way that was different than the way that they were used to i mean for any little thing that these little girls mainly were coming around saying she does witchcraft oh let's 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 accuse her of witchcraft and and give her these tests that basically no one's gonna pass and then we're gonna sentence them to be hung yep 
You know, I wouldn't doubt it if Salem was to be extremely haunted, especially in that street. We'll be asking Mr. Dean Winchester that very question when he joins us a little later. Mm. So we'll see what he says and what he encounters because he actually visits Salem every year for on Halloween. So imagine that. He's there Dang. on All Hallows' Eve on Samhain. Wow. So what can he possibly find and encounter and experience while he's there? Those right. are the questions we're going to ask him when we oh, have yeah. him on. Absolutely. So, but in continuation, uh, unfortunately, this court was controversial because they allowed spectral evidence, which is visions of ghosts, demons, and the devil, <laughs> to be entered into these proceedings. It seemed to fuel the hysteria. By the fall... 19 men and women had been convicted and hanged, and another was pressed to death. That oh. sounds horrible. Yeah. They basically would lay him on top of a stone and put another stone on top of him. And they were basically like, well, if you're a witch, you could make this move and, and save yourself. Really. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not a witch, you just killed someone for no reason. Exactly. Because really, who can move that? I mean, it's stupid. Those but then like there was, I'm telling you, uh, somewhere between 150 and 200 were in prison for this hmm. and or had spent time in prison. Governor Phipps actually ended the special court in October after accusations were made against well-respected members of the community. That's where he said, oh, no, we got to put a stop to this because now they're going to get, you know, these wonderful, respected members of our community that can't hmm. possibly be witches. I mean, bullshit. There it was good enough for him to be able to say no. But a handful of the people accused of witchcraft were convicted, but Governor Phipps intervened in May 1693 and agreed to release them as long as they paid a fine. So why couldn't you have just done that? Yeah. So the 19 others that you hung and the guy that you pressed with and everything? I mean, yeah. you really couldn't have just said, hey, you've convicted a crime. It's like a ticket. Here, pay your fine. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to kill all these people. It was unnecessary. What I think is that the Salem witch trials were important because they showed how quickly accusations and hysteria could spread through colonial America. Yeah. Because at the time, the witch trials also threatened the authority and stability of the new charter and government of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Mm. I mean... Authorities really had no no authority in this. It was just that yeah. special Oyer and Terminer court that would just have full authority on the lives of these people at stake. Yep. And that's <clears throat> messed up. So here's some facts about the Salem witch trials. The accusers, like I said, were two young girls, Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams. They started to act in a strange manner, which included making strange noises and hiding from their parents and other adults. Elizabeth Paris, who was known as Betty, mm -hmm. was nine years old. Nine years old, and she was accusing people. Her father was the Reverend Samuel Paris. Abigail Williams was 11 years old, and Reverend Paris was her uncle. So these were two cousins. Mm -hmm. More young girls in Salem Village started to show similar symptoms, including 12-year-old Anne Putnam and 17-year-old Elizabeth Hubbard. Now, anybody who knows a thing or two about the Salem witch trials knows that the kids weren't the only ones accusing. A big major factor in who accused who in this was the Putnam family. Uh. So, they were assholes about it. And to me, it just seemed like People that they didn't like, they just accused them. Yep. You know? That, make, that would make sense. Because it, it, that's actually another thing I learned in the other uh, podcast that I listened to. They literally had accused somebody that there was no beef between them. Mm. So how convenient <clears throat> that you have a problem with these people and then all of a sudden you turn around and point the finger and call them a witch. Knowing that this court is taking your accusations completely seriously, mm. and they're killing all these people. It's like, it's so messed up. That'd be on low. Now, the accused, the first people accused of witchcraft, or the first person, was Chichuba. She was actually a slave woman of the time. Mm. 
And then Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne were the first three that were accused. And uh, Dorothy Good was the youngest person to be accused of witchcraft. She was four. Four? Yes. That is so immensely fucked up that they could actually turn around and accuse a four-year-old of witchcraft. What, did she annoy you? Was she one of the creepy kids we discussed in the last episode? <laughs> Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> but seriously, what did that four-year-old do to get accused of witchcraft and be put through a freaking trial? Yeah, I know. Stupidity at its fucking highest. Man, I'll tell you one thing. My little brother farts in the room. I call that witchcraft. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, your potion went bad. Your potion went bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the hell type of spell is that? <laughs> Love your oh. soul. Leviosa, out of my ass. But, yeah. Um, now, Chichuba. Tichuba. Tituba. 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 I hope I'm saying it. It's spelled like a tit. So I'm, I'm thinking it's Tituba. Fucking tit. Liddy like a titty. Liddy but no. Um, Tituba is believed to have been an enslaved woman from Central America, possibly from Barbados. Mm. She lived in the home of Reverend Paris and had been taken to Massachusetts by Paris in 1680. Now, Tituba confessed to using witchcraft. Mm. She testified that four women, including Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good, along with a man, had told her to hurt the children. Now, she could be making that up yeah. because she wanted to save her ass since she already confessed that she was a witch and knew she was going to die. Maybe she figured they'll be lighter on me if I, con if I convince them that there's others because these others were not known to do anything like that. Her testimony, however, convinced all of the people of Salem that witchcraft was rampant in the town. Like, oh, it's everywhere. Even Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne do it. So, now the people convicted and executed, the first person to be executed was Bridget Bishop. <laughs> Poor Bridget. Hope she wasn't a midget. Just a joke, just a joke. Rest <laughs> in peace, Bridget Bishop. But, so over the course of the Salem witch trials, like I said, 19 people were hanged at Proctor's Ledge near Gallows Hill. Another one of the accused, Giles Corey, refused to enter a, t a plea before the court and was ordered to be pressed to death. He was laid down on the ground and had heavy boards placed on top of him then heavy rocks were set on the boards until he was crushed by the weight. That is the most painful because the hanging hay, I'm sure that you suffer for a little bit until you're just like yeah. dead. But to be pressed this way, his insides must have been just rupturing all over the place. He must have been in such immense pain. And all because he refused to... to uh, uh, admit to anything that he probably wasn't that's fucked up that is fucked up i mean it's just crazy i tell you um so basically and uh the girls that had originally accused mm. they complained of feeling like they were being pinched and pricked with pins they were taken to the doctor, could not find any physical exactly evidence of any ailment. Other young women in the village began to exhibit similar behaviors. Um, he, when Lawson preached as a guest in the Salem Village Meeting House, he was interrupted several times by the outburst of the afflicted. Now, unfortunately, some historians believe that the accusation by Anne Putnam Jr., suggests that a family feud may have been a major cause of the witch trials. At the time, a vicious rivalry was underway between the Putnam and Porter families, one which deeply polarized the people of Salem. Mm. Citizens would often have heated debates which escalated into full-fledged fighting based solely on their opinion of the feud. So, unfortunately, that's serious. Mm. Now, let's take a little break from some of the seriousness yeah. and actually speak to our special speaker, our guest speaker. Absolutely. Mr. Dean Winchester. So, 
Let's get ready for that. <laughs> Welcoming our guest speaker this week is, his name is Mr. Dean Winchester. Awesome screen name, by the way. Absolutely. So. Absolutely a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure having you. We thank you so much for doing this, and we look forward to what you're going to share with us. Yes, uh, I, I, I have lots and lots of stuff to talk about here. I, I, I don't want to take up your whole show, but I'm happy to share my experiences and everything uh, about Salem. It's oh, my, trust it's me. my favorite place to be. Absolutely. By all means necessary. By all means necessary. We ain't going to cut you off. I mean, we, this is a topic that we are definitely excited to be able to dive in and hear as much about and i know that our listeners are also excited about it so uh, i mean without further ado we'll discuss salem so how long i'm sorry go ahead oh i'm sorry go on go on i'm sorry to interrupt you no 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 um so how long have you actually been going to salem and how often do you go so I just got back from Salem this uh, last October. I was there from the 27th through the 2nd of November. Ooh, and this will make my sixth year going there. And Six I go every year, year wow. for the, uh, the spooky Halloween season. I love it. That's the best night of the year to go to Salem, in my opinion. Really the best night to go. <laughs> so um, so I, I've, I've been there. I, I, I agree, absolutely. I, I think Halloween is the best day to be there. It's a little busy. I've been at other points in the season, but I think Halloween night itself is the best day to be there. Right. Definitely. <laughs> um, what is the vibe like on Halloween there? So Halloween itself, the vibe is very much a party. It's, uh, the, the whole, so this, this year Halloween was on Monday, so they celebrated the weekend before and Monday night. Oh, uh, so the, the whole weekend was uh, a street fair, and people come to town and dress in costumes, oh, uh, come awesome. to drink and eat and uh, have fun, and go in all like the little knickknack shops and uh, see all the history <laughs> and the museums that are in town. And then Monday night itself was uh, absolutely packed. There's people that come up on trains and they fill the trains from Boston, and mm. they just they they get filled up. They can't even make stops along the way. They just go straight to. To, uh, Salem and then go straight back and pick up more people. <laughs> and oh, that's they have nice. a lot of fans and uh, people come to take photos and the costume characters and uh, they're just, just, it's an absolute party. Oh, wow. That awesome. That's awesome. That's why Salem on Halloween is on my bucket list. I've never Absolutely. been and I'm dying to go. You know, it similar reminds me of New Orleans because New Orleans parties go crazy. And it's like normally they do it kind of every week and night. But normally on like the holidays, Bourbon Street specifically gets super packed. There's always people drinking, having fun. It, and obviously they have their witch shops as well. Oh. That's one thing that they're very known for, is for the witch, the, the witch shops and the tours. Well, Salem is obviously known for the definitely. witch stuff, oh, you know? Definitely. <laughs> uh, so, so Salem is, is probably called the witch city, so. Oh, yeah. there you go, yeah. you know? So that's that's another reason why I'm saying I have to go one day. It's like it's definitely It's my home. I got to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> so, um what are like uh the places that you like to visit when you go there? So, uh I I kind of broke these down into a, a few categories. The places that, some of the places that I go every year that I have to go every year because it's just a tradition for me now. Uh, would be like touristy stuff, restaurants, uh, stores that I go to. I would say probably my favorite thing to do. So I'm, I, I live in a desert. I'm from Las Vegas. Okay. And, awesome. uh, and I, I can, you know, you can get anything you want here in Vegas, but seafood is always kind of, you know, sketchy because you know it's got to be shipped in because we're yeah. in a desert. So, gotcha. Like. Basic New England clam chowder and seafood is absolutely amazing. Every every restaurant there has their own homemade clam chowder, and oh. I, I try to get something every year. But by far my favorite place to go there is a place called Turner's Seafood, and it's just this little old uh, restaurant. It's it, it's fairly decent in size, but uh, they it's, it's just got this old uh, historic feel to it from the 50s and 60s and. The, I get a whole lobster every every year when I go there. So that's probably my favorite restaurant. 
Oh, okay. Awesome. I'm not like I'm actually really big on seafood too, so it's like here. So that's there. a place that you want Definitely. to visit. <laughs> and I do like clam chowder a lot, so that here that there's like homemade clam chowder that sounds so. Fantastic. And different var- variations different depending variations. on the restaurant yes. you go to, so like, oh, you you could eat to your heart's content. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely, and, and they have a, a wharf right down in downtown Salem, so all the fishermen come in. You get fresh mm-hmm. fish and chips, uh, fresh haddock, anything you want from the sea that they, they bring in on a daily basis there. So seafood, I would 100% recommend you go in there. Nice. Absolutely. And what else? Um, what? So going, we're kind of shifting around to uh, more historical tourist type stuff. Uh, they do have uh, a couple museums there. Uh, I would say my favorite two, uh, couple, uh, I would say two or three places, they, they do have the, the Witch Museum, which is kind of one of the biggest uh, I think tourist sites when they when they show pictures of Salem they show a picture of the witch museum it's like this huge gothic looking structure Ooh. and, I would expect and it that, has yeah. witch museum right on the front and it's a whole tour inside with animation and a, a storyline kind of like a theater seating you sit down you watch the, the history of the witch trials and how you know month by month how they went through and how they, they talked about people you know, being accused of witchcraft and trials and sexual evidence and, and then ultimate punishment and people being executed and uh, tortured and, and uh, pressed to death and hanged on all those all those kind of uh, very uh, interesting facts, if you will. Yeah. Oh, definitely on my bucket list now. Absolutely. You know, oh. we were just talking about that as well, about the, the way that they got hanged and pressed to death. And... There's just one question in my mind, like, have you ever experienced anything unnatural by any chance in going in the nights of Salem? So the the thing I I, I love going through all the, the spooky areas of Salem. So just yes. uh, just a small tidbit about me. I grew up um, in a very kind of spooky household. Both of my parents are morticians. Oh, and uh, some of my earliest memories are, are running around funeral homes, uh, you know, putting out candy in the dishes for more, uh, mourners and things like that, and just helping out in, in general with my parents. And as I got older, I would help my my dad uh, with you know work and driving driving uh, corpses around and things like that. So I mm-hmm. that's I guess that's why I love Halloween and spooky season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could see but, that. <laughs> <laughs> but probably in Salem, my, my favorite places to kind of go, uh, I have one ghost tour, which I try to go on every year, and they take you around town at about 2 or 3 a.m., and you take pictures and uh, look in windows of historical sites, and you know, if you take pictures, sometimes you can, people, people say they, they've got pictures of orbs and whatnot, and I, I've, I've looked at some of the photos, and they look pretty pretty good and just like you know that i don't I, there's no lights flashing around yeah. nothing that would show this uh show this here so it just seems uh, legit supernatural things like that going on and then the other place i'll have to go uh there are two cemeteries in salem that i i frequent each year there's the old uh burial point cemetery and uh the howard street cemetery uh mm. the old burial point cemetery is one of the oldest um uh cemeteries in Salem, and they have graves dating back from the 1600s Oh wow. wow! And that's also where the uh, the memorial for the uh, witch uh, witch victims or the witch accused victims are uh, takes place. So they 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 actually don't know where they buried all the people who were accused of witchcraft because that was a pretty much a uh, a crime against God, if you will. And yeah. So they wouldn't be buried in a Christian cemetery. Right. Ah, so so, so the town just made a memorial. Like buried in a mass grave or something along those lines. Yeah. So then the town basically built like a memorial for them. Yeah. So it's uh, this little courtyard, and it's got 19 benches uh, to signify each of the victims of the uh, of the of the trials. And people come by every year, and pretty much every night of October, they leave flowers, they leave little mementos, they leave coins. Uh, for all the people who were uh, wrongfully accused of uh, witchcraft at that time. You know, I never thought I would say that I actually want to visit a cemetery now. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy, but I would like to see that memorial and and pay my own respects for them. Same here. It's definitely something that I feel like everyone should do. They They were really wrongfully accused, and it sucks to hear the story, too. Yeah. And it is part of history when it comes to the accusation system and whatnot. Yep. Mm hmm absolutely 
So, but uh, those, those two cemeteries, and you can actually go in and walk around the Howard Street Cemetery, and mm. that's a that's a fairly old cemetery too. It's not as old as the old Bearing Point, but it's still got old graves and uh, it's got Civil War type uh, things, and uh, it, it's it's just a, a very quiet atmosphere. Not a lot of people go to that type of town, so it's usually you're. I, I'm usually the only one walking around inside of it at night. Okay. Mm. Now, um, so. I heard that the, the people that were hung, uh, it was off of a, a, a tree on a Ledger Hill or something of the sort. Um, have you ever visited that site? So I, I so the old Gallows Hill, uh, I have not been up that way generally because it's very, very busy during the tourist season. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I, I, they have a, a trolley tour that goes by all these uh, old types of... Uh, Places I so I've been by it, but I've never actually been to it to uh, hang around there. Yeah. I tell you, this is on my list though. So if if one time I go off off the Halloween day, maybe earlier in the month, I will go off that, that way. Awesome, awesome. And um, I mean, what uh, what other uh, attractions have you visited that have been interesting to to see? Right. So two of my favorite, so so there's a main street in Salem. It's called Essex Street, and okay. that's kind of like the it's it's kind of like a, a Fremont Street here in Las Vegas, or, or a, a Bourbon Street in uh, New Orleans. Nice. That's where all the, the kind of like the the tourist uh, shops are, and uh, there's a couple of museums and some restaurants and whatnot. Basically, it's a, a, a perfect walking. Uh, area and you get three or four blocks of uh, just really cool stores and whatnot. There's two stores mm -hmm. on that uh, street. One is called uh, Count Orloff's uh, Horror Museum. It's basically a wax museum uh, featuring all types of old movies and uh, memorabilia from movies and history of oh actors and people who uh, were famous in that type of uh, period. Yes. Ooh. Um, I, I try to go through there every year. It's uh, Everything is very reasonably priced in Salem, in my mm. opinion. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, you can probably get a, basically, an hour and a half to two hours out of that museum and still not see everything. Oh, wow. But they have animatronics. They have actual movie props. Uh, they have, well, one of my one of my things that my mom just jumps to is they have what are called death masks, if you've heard of those. Oh, yeah. Wow. So uh, for listeners who aren't familiar, uh, basically back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and uh, old, older onwards, what they would do is when uh, a person would die, they would take a wax cast of their face in death after they just died, mm -hmm. and then they would make it into a mask out of you know, whatever they wanted to be, metal or uh, concrete or stone, however they wanted to do that, and that would be a memento for the family to keep, and they have death masks of old actors like Vincent Price, uh, Bella Lugosi, wow. uh, Lon Chaney, things like that. They have uh, their death, ma death masks. And it's really it's really something to see because you see these people on, on TV and you have a certain way of what they look and you see what they look in death. Mm. Oh, okay. That's that's really, it's morbid, but it's so interesting. I would it's love so to see that. interesting in a sense, yeah. I love that. And... Um, and Give a, give a little shout out to the other store I like to go to is, uh, is a place called The Village Silversmith. And they are uh, kind of like a mineral gem and precious metal store. They have all these wonderful handcrafted silver uh, and gemstones that are necklaces, bracelets, rings, and it's just a pleasure to walk through. And they have new stuff every year from local artists and uh, uh, people that make all these cool things. I usually end up picking something up from them every year. Wow. I mean, I collect gems and crystals, yeah. so for me that would be like heaven. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that would be. Yeah, I, I think you would you would like that place in the Village Silversmith. That's awesome, and of course, me completely nerding out here. I would have to ask, uh, how many or have you interacted with any witches while you were there? Uh, I'm sure I have. Uh, it's, I, you know, I've gone to the witch museum. They have a lot of Wiccans there. Um, it's. It, 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 I, I don't think it, people aren't really aware and, uh, you know, things that say I'm a witch and, yeah. you know, ask, ask me anything. Uh, and, you know, everybody's in costume when I go there, so I'm sure I have. And uh, they, have, they have stores and they also have a, if, if you, Salem has a website that it's kind of, I think it's called Destination Salem. Mm. And they, they have this whole website that's dedicated to the monks and they have 
happenings that go on, and they have a specific event that I'm thinking of. Uh, they have a book binding and broom binding, uh, kind of like a uh, tutorial on how to, how to do those things. And I, think, I believe that's taught by the uh, witches themselves, the Wiccans, uh, who, who choose to do so. That is so awesome. Is so I awesome. love it. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Now, of course, everything can't be all great. Has there ever been uh, either an attraction or an experience or anything that you've encountered that didn't actually go as well or you really didn't like at all? So there there are a few little little things in there. It, it is a tourist town and they, the tourist town does have their tourist traps. Uh, I would... You know, I would say everything is worth to go through at least once, but there are things I would go do a second time, and there are things that I would not go do a second time. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, the the Witch Museum on on Essex Street is kind of barren. They have a few things, but not a lot of things. The other wax museum down by um, uh, the Frankenstein Castle is okay. They have a a couple of haunted houses that are okay. But yeah, I would say everything is worth to do at least once. Oh, okay, that sounds good. And you said you definitely even go more times than just Halloween. So you've seen it when it's just normal, and you've seen it when it's at its craziness. Yeah. Yeah. So um, every this this last year, I stayed into November, and I tell you when and pun intended here, Salem was very much dead in November. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And because. Uh, because uh, the day after Halloween, it seems like a lot of the stores close uh, for three or four days to, you know, give their staff a, a much-needed break after a, a month-long rush of people coming to town to visit. So a lot of things are closed, and, uh, you know, people are just kind of recouping for for the next year already, if you will. Gotcha, yeah, because that so, one weekend especially has to, like, just drive the, all their energy completely crazy. All the way. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would like to go in the summer because there are some things I'd like to see. The, uh, Salem itself is a big boating town. The, uh, Salem was actually a bigger port back in the 1600s, 1700s than Boston was. It was the place to go. It was like a Nantucket of New England, oh, you know, wow. those, those two big ports there. So it was actually a bigger place. And that's what put Salem on the map originally. But so then there's a lot of boating. Shows. There's uh, several beaches. Uh, there's a, there's a camping spot out on the island that's connected. Uh, so there are, there are many more things to do than just uh, uh, Halloween season in Salem. That's awesome. Mm. I mean, if Salem was on my bucket list before this conversation, it is so supremely up there right now that I, I just simply <laughs> have to go. Yeah. This coming year, I want to go. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, just, just some advice. If you, if you do plan on going... Uh, I, every year, I, uh, I've kind of managed to get this down to an art. So I, I fly into Boston. That's going to be the closest airport is Boston Logan. Okay. There's a couple ways to get up to Salem. One is you can either take a or Uber or you can rent a car. The other is this last year, I decided to try to utilize the uh, public transportation system of Boston, which was very easy to use, very fast, uh, very clean, and everybody was very friendly. And it cost me $4 to get to Salem from uh, Boston Airport. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And from there, you have to have a place to stay. There are uh, several, a couple dozen hotels in through Salem, but throughout the Halloween season, they, go, they get booked up very fast and uh, very early. So mm-hmm. book very early and get ready to spend some money if you're going to go in the prime Halloween season. Uh, but instead of doing that, I usually get an Airbnb, and okay. if, uh, there's about a month or two of time in, usually I start looking in August and September, and I, I, I book that early ahead, and then I look every day, like three or four times in a day, just to look for a, a good priced Airbnb, and if I can find something for uh, probably under $200 a night, 185 to, I, I think I paid 250 a night this last time for a good Airbnb, I'll, I would be happy. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I can go planning everything. Absolutely. There's been one question in my mind. Are you familiar with a death whistle? I'm sorry, the what? Are you familiar with an object called a death whistle? I can't say I am. So a death whistle is obviously a whistle, except this is not a typical whistle you would hear all the time. It is said that these whistles were actually used in Mayan times, 
to uh, alert mm -hmm. the other people or their enemies that they were coming and they were coming really really tough but a death whistle is you know I, I, the reason I'm asking this is because I have seen posts on TikTok or whatnot of people using death whistles in Salem they actually make a screaming sound a really chilling screaming sound oh yes so those types that you would actually see in like the most scarce of horror movies, I mean, like you would hear that on your backyard, and I would just be dipping the fuck. And out then of if you're in somewhere, and then if you're if you're somewhere that is known to be, dare I say it, more I guess haunted than yes. other places, it's got to be something very terrifying. Oh yeah. Oh god, no. So one of my questions is: Have you ever heard any chilling screams of that sort? Because my guess is could be death whistles. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing you here. Um, could you repeat that? Right. Um, have you ever heard a scream, like a chilling scream? By well, you've been chance? there in Salem. Yes. Um, I I have not, and I to be honest, I wish I, I would have, because I think the silence is almost more eerie than the uh, than a scream might be. Yeah. Okay. Because especially when you're in a graveyard at 2, 3 a.m., and, you know, I'm sure it would be scary, but... <laughs> when it's just yeah. absolutely silent, you know, you don't know who's around or something's going to walk up on you, and, and you just never know. But I've, I've not heard any, any screams and no whispers or anything like that. Okay. 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 I would imagine that if you're standing in the middle of a graveyard at 2 a.m. And, and you hear a scream or even a whisper, that's going to be <laughs> just incredibly yeah, terrifying. Make you jump out of your socks there. You just might need a new pair of pants after yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I just searched up a video real quick so you guys can, like, I guess get a literal hearing of what it actually sounds like a full body. Okay, sure, let's so hear it. So hopefully you can hear it, but this is exactly what it sounds like. This is a video of a man using a death whistle in the middle of the woods, so no one's really going to hear it, but you guys are going to hear it firsthand. Okay. We're just let's see. Oh, it does sound like a scream. It gets worse. Oh wow, that that's is scary. That's 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 very creepy. <laughs> that's very creepy. If I were to hear that in the cemetery, I would I would be I would be <laughs> running. I'm sure. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I would be terrified, oh. man. I would creep the shit out of. I would just run. Oh my god, <laughs> run and probably be leaving like droppings everywhere because oh my god, <laughs> that no. is chilling. That's why I ask is because I have seen a, po a post on YouTube or I think it was a TikTok on YouTube. I'm not quite sure, but someone actually did a death whistle on a cemetery and what it looked like to be it was a Salem cemetery. So I had to ask if by any chance you come across this because if you have, then shit. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do know that there are, are groups that do seances and mm. that are try to do, you know, contact the dead on every Halloween. Uh, there is a, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but uh, Harry Houdini, the, magi the magician, uh, the magician, excuse me. <laughs> it to, happens uh, to us. Salem. It happens all the time. That's awesome. And uh, he would try to uh, contact the dead there, too. He was a big believer in the supernatural and not so much in, uh, you know, he, he, he trying to disprove it as, as that was his idea. You know, gotcha. he, he loved the supernatural and the idea of it, but he wanted to find proof of it. But when he came to Salem, he would always try to do seances and things there. And uh, he had some experiences in some of the houses there, but I would have to do some extra research on that. Hmm. Okay, now I have to ask. You said that as you were growing up, your parents were morticians and you helped around. Did you ever mm -hmm. have any creepy experiences? Um, I, I, my brother and my sister did, I never did, uh, at least mm -hmm. that I remember. I remember having, uh, I remember we, we were, used to have, so we, we didn't live in a funeral home, but we lived in a uh, house and my parents would often have, uh, you know, implements and caskets and, and things in the van and right. uh, around the home. But I remember one of our first houses growing up had, it was um, my my parents said it was haunted, and my sister had experience. And I remember always being in the basement and having this feeling of somebody just watching me from one of the closets in the basement, which was extremely dark. It was always just darker and seemed darker than the rest of the house. Oh, was it and by it, chance colder so than the I rest got, of the house? Uh, it it was always cold in that basement too. So I don't know if it was just colder there or. Um, but I I always put video games and whatnot down there, gotcha. so it seemed. I know. I just that's that was my, that's been my experience with that with that house and with uh, as as a uh, as a kid 
with that. Seems like you're really not scared off by things that other kids would be. Yeah. No, I mean, it's growing up and, and, you know, actually seeing dead bodies and having your death and life explained to me and uh, looked at in such a a comprehensive and caring way because my parents were there to help people who were in a time of crisis and mourning and uh, being taught to do that and to help people. It, it makes it look look at you know life and death and a possible afterlife a totally yeah. different way. Just a whole perspective, a different perspective. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I would have. I guess since I'm just more of the scaredy cat kind of person, <laughs> that I would have just like I would have been scared knowing that hey, I, I'm riding around with dad and there's a dead body behind us. Yeah. I mean, I would expect that dead body to just like make a noise or rise or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm Hispanic, all <laughs> right. So and, if and I you see know, my parents home... would turn their, you know, when whenever my parents would need to uh, deliver a, a a body to a cemetery in a, a couple states away, they would turn that into a vacation. So hey, we're gonna go up to Wisconsin and then. After that, we're going to go to the Wisconsin Dells for a vacation, you know. Gotcha. It, it just, <laughs> you were just uh, bringing on an extra did. guest along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, that would, I guess, uh, make uh, the death seem not so scary anymore because yeah. you're basically living with them in that yeah, sense. Yeah, in that sense, you've already been taught, like I said, about life and death and the process as well as the mourning. So it doesn't make it too bad in the sense it makes it actually a lot more understandable. Especially at that age. Yeah. So, in a sense, yeah, it, it does help a lot. And, hey, like you said, you got to vacation, so you got to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and, there you know, just, just to expound, expound upon that a little bit, you know, that, that person who is dead in the back of the back of the van, it was somebody's grandparent or somebody's dad or somebody's, somebody's daughter, somebody's son, mm. uh, somebody's child, and they had a whole life, and they did things, and they... Yeah, had enjoy enjoys laughter and had our hard times and yeah. you know you just pay that person their respect and you know they're they're just coming along for a final ride. Yeah. Gotcha. So after all of your experiences in your growing up and even Salem and everything that you've gone through, um, would you say that you believe there's life after death? Um, I I can't say for sure. I, I would love to believe there is, and I, I, I think I enjoy a, a healthy dose of skepticism. Yeah. And I think that's partially why I, I enjoy going to Salem and going to the cemeteries and uh, trying to find something, or trying to find proof that there is an afterlife, watching all the ghost shows and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I can't say for certain one way or the other. I would say I would just love there to be, and I would love to find it one day. Mm. Okay. All right. So, um... Before we, I guess, uh, end this discussion, is there anything else that you'd like to comment on or, or share with us? So, I, I mean, I, I could, I could go on to Salem <laughs> for you know, an hours and stuff like this. And I'm just uh, checking out my. I, I wrote some notes for this because I know I, I would be scatterbrained like I am now. Oh, um, welcome to the I, I welcome would, to the scatterbrain group. If, if you're gonna go to Salem. <laughs> If, if, if you're going to go to Salem, definitely check out all the, the shows and the, the historical acts they put on. They have an old, the old town hall, which they do a recreation of the Salem Witch Trials, and they explain the history of it and about spectral evidence and how these people were really, uh, you know, unfairly tried and put to death. Yeah. And I, I really recommend, uh, if you're into colonial history at all, this place is ripping with it. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. It's the it's one of the starting areas of our nation, and it's just a wonderful place to be. Oh, just the architecture would just boggle the mind, oh, in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Another nerding out question: Did you visit any of the houses from the Hocus Pocus movie? So I have been to all the houses uh, in the Hocus Pocus movies. The they money. have the the Ropes Mansion, uh, which is at the end of Essex Street. That's uh, Allison's house. Yep. Um, and everybody loves to take pictures by them and the family that owns it currently they don't let anybody in but they're more than happy to let people t- uh, take pictures and they decorate every year for Halloween with the hay bales and whatnot that were in the movies oh nice so they highly encourage people to take photos and they love uh, visitors that come up to the house and um, they just ask that you're respectful don't be climbing on the fences don't be going onto their property without their permission and everything like that I've also been to uh, Max Dennison's house, which is on Oceanside ah, Street. Nice. Uh, that's the house that has, like, the cool overlook tower up yep. at the top. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I I think that house, I don't know if it's just sold or the, the, the family that owns it, has they, they've had some issues with people coming on to their, their porch and uh, causing some damage. So they ask that people just take pictures in front of the uh, house and also the Salem police ask the same thing. Okay. Um, but uh, that, those uh, there, there's those two houses. Uh, there's the school, uh, which is outside the Salem Commons, which is this huge, uh, like two or three acre piece of grass in the center of a town, which is just a big, you know, field. And they have bands and gazebos, and they have a huge street fair uh, that takes place there. And they have people that come in, artists and uh, people that sell knickknacks and T-shirts and everything that takes place in the Commons. But the school, which is uh, a what library. Uh, is right across from the Salem Commons. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's definitely spots I want to also hit when I go. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, but wow, uh, Dean, uh, Dean Winchester. Dean Winchester. Uh, <laughs> this is, this has been very uh, just eye-opening. I mean, I, I only mm. saw Salem as just, you know, oh my God, what a cool place to see witches and stuff. And, You've shown me or you've opened my eyes to see that there is a lot more to Salem than just yeah. witchcraft and, and witches. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> I have now a whole list of places that I want to go visit now. Definitely. <laughs> but I, again, I thank you for your time on the show and um, would love to have you back again and uh, maybe after your next visit and you could tell us if you finally got to visit the other places you haven't yet gotten to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would very much get that. All right. Awesome. Um, so much thanks to Mr. Dean Winchester. Um, awesome guest to have on the show. Absolutely. And he really opened our eyes to see that Salem is not just witches and witchcraft. No. There's colonial history. There's colonial architecture. There's boating. Yeah. I mean, seafood. Dude, I'm looking forward to eating seafood from Salem. And um, definitely want to visit those shops he was mentioning. Yeah, especially the one with the crystals. The crystal, the crystal one. Oh, my God. You know how much I could add to my collection that way? That would be so amazing. Ah, and to know that I bought it in Salem. In Salem. That's, like, awesome. <laughs> no, dude, that's, like, fucking amazing. I would have, like, at least so. up to $500 or more just to spend a lot. To yeah, because we know that we're shit. already going to need to pay for the airfare. Yes. And we're going to have to pay for lodging. So yeah. be it Airbnb, be it hotel, be it whatever, yeah. we're going to have to pay for that. And like you said, you can get an Airbnb for about 200 250 Yeah. So per night. So we got to save up for that. Yeah. And we definitely got to save up for the food that we'll eat there. The souvenirs. The souvenirs. Yeah, crazy. I'm sure that some of these attractions charge. charge. Yeah. So, yeah. This is going to be my... Uh, my goal. I'm going to have to make a vision board and fill it up with pictures of Salem. Yeah. Which, um, actually, Mary, my nail tech, my, my very best friend in the world, um, <laughs> she recently went to Salem. Really? Yes, she was what there the in hell? Salem. I need to go. She also was telling me how beautiful it is, and, and, and it's just... She went and visited a lot of the sites. She was telling me as I was getting my nails done. Did you see my nails? They're Nightmare Ooh, Before nice. Christmas. They're Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, you know I got to do my Christmas up in a little morbid way, kind of, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm not going to have the typical little stupid little Christmas nails. No offense to those <laughs> that do. I'm just a little more morbid than that. Yeah, more like gothic in a sense. Mm -hmm. In a sense. I mean, sense. I, I like my more my morbidity stuff. I mean, I would really? love to go to like a store. I, I remember that um, there used to be an old TV show called Oddities. Did you ever mm. see that? No, it sounds was, familiar though. It was a shop that had odd things. Mm. Like, you'd expect to find maybe voodoo dolls and yeah. um, hair that was once used in a hex. And I mean, like, you would find just the weirdest shit in this store. I used to love watching that show just because of all Jeez. the weird shit that they would have in there. I'll tell you one thing for sure. I wouldn't say more morbid. Because more, remember that Nightmare Before Christmas technically didn't have involved in It wasn't really morbid. It was definitely it was, spooky. Well, I love my spooky, my creepy, my yep. morbid, my dark, my supernatural, be it the right, show right, right, or... Too, so he just kind of gives I have like a split thing. personality. Half of it's like <laughs> pink and sparkly, and the other half is like dark and sinister. Yeah. 
So it's just, you know, what's You got side like that Wesley Adams side, and then you got like that one freaking like, like Enid. Yeah, like her friend Enid. Enid. It, you got the that's, Enid. That's and my Wednesday. two personalities right there. Yep, Enid and Wednesday. And did you see on TikTok I did the Wednesday dance? No, I have not actually. I have oh, to you got to check it out. I mean, I, 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 ain't, I ain't good. Is it with the Don't actual song in the no, show? No, I, 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 I follow the trend and, and use the Lady Gaga song. The Lady Gaga song. Yeah, you know what? I actually missed that song I ended up listening to this morning. Oh, really? Well, I've been listening to both it's of them. Both the Lady Gaga and the Google Muck. Yeah. Well, I actually used the Google Muck on our uh, advertising for yeah. this creepy kid. So, yeah, yeah. Shows that I like it. Yep. So... <laughs> But, um, so that's basically our show on Salem and the witch trials and all of the good and bad that come with it. Um, oh, no, I've got to explain a little bit about the death whistle that apparently nobody knew. It's, it's, they actually I call it the Aztec death whistle. I had not heard of that. Because I, I actually got my laundry on. And I hope I never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something I want to have just to prank the everlasting shit out of someone on Halloween. Oh God! Please don't make it be me. Okay, I was gonna say, please don't make it be me. The reason, preferably, my dad is because every single fucking year on April Fools, he always gets me. That's crazy. Whether it's waking up in the morning with a cheese slap on my face, whether it's just like some stupid joke. I hate clowns, and this dude—he dressed up as a fucking clown just to scare me off. I almost hit him with my back. That's my kind That's of people. That's how bad it was. That's my kind of people. April Fools, man! I gotta get him sometime. <laughs> I gotta get the fucking death whistle. Get the death whistle and be like, Dad, did you hear that? <laughs> I'm having my brother outside with the little screaming shit. Oh my god, <laughs> your brother's gonna be scared shitless. Poor. No, guy. he's gonna be the one doing it. Oh, I'm gonna be. In, I won't be inside. I'm gonna tell my dad. Like, did you hear that? Oh damn. Oh damn. Really scream, yeah. Your poor dad. <laughs> oh shit. my he's god. Like, what the fuck is that? So, are we ready for Sunday's exclusive? Absolutely. We are definitely ready. Um... Like I said, we're going to be discussing the creepy story of Dr. Carl Van Kossel mm -hmm. that uh, had a, a corpse bride for seven years in his home. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, like I said, it's going to be on Discord. Just locate our server. Um, it's under Witchy Weed Podcast. And y'all know that um, we have many ways that you could reach us. You could reach us by Gmail at witchyweedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. You could find us on Facebook. Join us. We have a great community in there already. Um, it's Witchy Weed Podcast. We uh, have an Instagram, witchy underscore weed underscore podcast. Or hell, why not send us a tweet, witchy underscore weed. Um, next week, being the week of Christmas, we're going to discuss none other than Krampus. 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 Hide your children, guys, because Krampus is coming to town. Yep. And we're going to just uh, cramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> but not before some therapy. Therapy. Had to say story. that. <laughs> Shout outs to two of our most loyal listeners. We've got Mary, my bestie, which anybody in Lee County that needs some awesome looking nails, you want, you want to hit Mary up on Mary's Fabulous Nails on mm. Facebook. She did my, my Nightmare Before Christmas. You remember when I had my witchy nails for Halloween? Oh, yeah. She did. That was actually really nice. I actually really liked that. My last uh, Thanksgiving ones with the sunflowers? Was that also? She did her. Yeah. She's amazing. Hit her up because uh, my girl is fierce with nails. And uh, she's actually reasonably priced, so... Why the hell not, you know? Absolutely. Um, but she's one, she's not one. She is my most loyal listener, obviously my bestie. But, um, and then we also have another loyal listener, Raul, who mm. joins us every week and uh, gives ideas and he's just, he's awesome. Wanted to send a shout out to him as well. Mm. Um, if you guys want a shout out, let me know. We'll shout you out on the, on the episode. We have no problem with it. We love our listeners. Absolutely. Because y'all are creepy like we are. <laughs> so it works out. But, yeah, um. This will be taken as a compliment, of course. Of course. <laughs> but definitely, join us next week for Krampus. Join us this Sunday night at 8 o'clock, um, Eastern on Discord. E 8 o'clock, uh, Eastern, you know, Florida time. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you'll listen to our exclusive, our live exclusive. You could comment on it and your comments could be going on the episode. Why Absolutely. not join us for that? 
It's going to be fucking amazing. Hell yeah. And that's the first of many. Remember, we're working on merch. We've actually, uh, I've, I've started to look into certain options. I definitely want to get a Stay Lit Witches shirt. Oh, yeah. And uh, why not a therapy one? <laughs> therapy. therapy. <laughs> but, guys, like I keep telling you, big things are coming for Witchy Weed Podcast. You want to be part of it? And you can be. We will have other guest speakers. If you guys have something that you have personally had experience in and want to be featured on an episode, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. If you want to join us in the studio and you're local, by all means, you sure can. But you know what that means. You're going to have to light it up. Yep. That's the way it is in here. Absolutely. So, um, but join us Sunday. Join us next week. And until then, stay lit, witches. Mm -hmm.